Alrighty, welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Man of Steel one individual minute at a time. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And I'm Nathan. You can also follow me on social media at NoClutchNate, as well as my Instagram page, Clutch Figures, where I take sweet pictures of my action figures. And I'm Scott Corelli from Back to the Future Minute and DuelingGenre.com. Alrighty, and today we're going to be talking about minute number 32 of Man of Steel. And the minute starts with Jonathan uh, Ken explaining to Clark that uh, he is not from this planet. And then the minute ends with Jonathan telling Clark that um, his real father must have sent him down here for a reason. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it starts with him telling that, well, in the last minute he was like, you know, this this mineral is not from this planet. Mm-hmm. And neither are you. Yeah. And, I think he says uh, you're the answer to the... Yeah. To the, to, is there other life forms? If there's other existence in the universe? Okay, so two two things here. I Go feel like it. comparing your son to an inanimate object is a bad move. Mm-hmm. Um, I, again, I think he's like he doesn't know how to say it. He's just kind of like beating around the bush. He's like, uh, yeah. he's, how do I tell this kid you're an alien? Yeah. Uh, this isn't from this planet. Uh, neither are you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I, I think... I'm trying to think of a line I hate in this movie worse than you're the answer, son, the answer to are we alone in the universe? I think that is the most awkward dialogue in the whole movie. Yeah, that puts a lot of pressure on that kid. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it's just unnatural, I think. I think it's an unnatural line. It needed... It sounds like it's trying to glorify it more than than it already is. Right. Yeah. Which is weird. That's a see again that that cake and eating it too thing that this movie does. This movie is all about grounding Superman, but then they keep doing these things that like ingrandize him and like make him like a almost a religious figure. Oh yeah. Well, uh, throughout it. And it's like, "Well, okay, but which one is it then? Are are you doing a grounded Superman movie where he's this is a first contact story? Are you doing uh, you know, Superman as Jesus?" Because if you think him being 33 is an accident, it's not. Oh, yeah. No, he's he's (laughs) always compared to Jesus. I mean, I can talk forever about Christianity and Superman if you want. But, hey, that's a different show. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. So it's it's weird to me that they do both of those things because, like, I feel like you need to choose one and just really go down the rabbit hole of one or the other. But it feels weird to do both to me. Um, I, it's okay to do both if it's different characters. Like Jonathan needs to decide if he's going to just love his son for just being his son, and that's mm-hmm. what keeps Superman grounded. And then you have another character who's like, you know, like when he talks to the priest later in the film. That could be a character who's like, oh, you're the answer to, you know, yeah, you're 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 like you're the answer or something. Right. Um, it's okay to have. Uh, conflicting ideals from two different people, but, but from one Jonathan Kent, yeah. it's like he's like he's uh, he's trying to glorify his son with saying that like he is the savior of this planet. He is you know he he's the answer, but then again, constantly through his life, he's telling him to suppress his abilities and suppress what he what he thinks he should stand for. You know, like 
what does he say? Your real father sent you here for a reason. But then again, he's like, well, if you were here for a reason, don't act on that reason. Just be a normal kid. And it's super conflicting. Mm-hmm. Well, I think, I think, I think he's super conflicted um, is definitely part of it. But, but, the, but the idea of him, because he says it twice, because first he says there has to be a reason you were sent here before he references Jarrell. He yeah. says that. And then later he says you have another father who gave you another name and he sent you here for a reason, Clark. So the first time he says it, it seems like, again, it's the Jesus thing. But then he says that your father sent you here. So now is he comparing Jarrell to God? <laughs> yeah. I could see. Well, to us, yeah, we would be like, Jarrell's not a god. But, like, to to a man who's never seen life outside of Earth, like, I could, I guess you could if, if Clark is so special to you. Yeah, or if, like, you being a 13-year-old and you're saying that your father sent you here for a reason and you have all these incredible abilities, you got to think, well, what can my father do if I can do all this? He must be insanely powerful. Yeah, and why did my father send me to Earth? Like, what yeah. happened? Did he not like me? Oh, yeah, gosh, that's even a whole, what do I have he, here? Because he doesn't know the planet exploded or anything. Yeah. Right. I have, like, this is like a what, super puberty slash adoption conversation. <laughs> All rolled into one. Yeah. By the way, you're an alien. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like, this is how you need to tell so your they're... adopted alien son what, what the dealio is. Maybe we should just learn from Jonathan Kent. Yeah, so they're both super conflicted. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, There's also that line where he says you're going to have to make a choice whether you're going to stand proud in front of the human race or not. And I don't like Jonathan separating Clark from the human race. He raised him as a human. Like, other than his powers, for all intents and purposes, mentally, Clark's a human being. And so I don't like that Jonathan is like, you're going to have to stand in front of the human race. You know, the thing that you, you're you not a part of, you dumb alien. <laughs> yeah, right here. Like, 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 it's just, it's a weird, it's just a weird way of saying this. <laughs> and I just, I, I start to wonder, like, is this Jonathan even really a good dad? I've, I, I've been trying to figure this out ever I since think, we started these minutes. I don't, I can't <laughs> tell if he's a good dad or not. Like he, like he taught, he raised him right to be like. The good uh, human. See, it's hard. I can't even say that. He raised him to be the good um, person person that he thinks uh, his son should be. But then again, Mm -hmm. is Jonathan Kent thinking that his son is just going to take over the farm and family business? Or is he going to be the Earth's savior? Like, that's just so. so He he, he's scared because he knows that, you know, one day Clark will realize his full potential as a super powered being and and he that's why i asked him like will you stand proud among the human race or or not you know because he's like no because he doesn't say among he says in front of yeah (laughs) yeah it's true i mean which is which is a different that's a right that's a that's a thing where he's saying are you going to stand in front of them like a boss or are you just going to hide like a little wuss like that's kind of what he's describing as I, a situation. Oh, I I took it like a different way. I thought he was saying like, well, Clark eventually just like basically um like cast dominance over the entire human race, kind of like like General Zod would or will he like be its protector? 
you know that's mm. i don't know that's how i took it because that's what i thought he was saying yeah mm. i think i think i i think i agree with mark on that one where i feel like he would see that if this kid was you know shooting lasers out of his eyes at nine years old and then god what is he going to be like when he's 30 he's going to be this super overpowered being uh is he going to protect us or save us and i think again (laughs) maybe it goes back to to jonathan having like those crazy newspaper clippings and all that stuff in the barn where he's just like with the red string connecting everything where it's like oh alien oh massive killer oh he's gonna destroy us all oh he's just like running himself wild like just thinking that his son is going to be the the end of the world because he right. i love that thought <laughs> <laughs> i just i just think it's a bad choice of words because i mean i guess you could also flip it and say will you stand proud in front of the human race as in they're standing behind you and you're protecting them now, you see, know, that's, like that's, like holding the line. So you you could you could look at it that way, and then it works for me. But I just think that it's a little wishy washy. Again, it's it's uh, uh there was there should have been a way to to write it a little more naturally. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and, and a little more clearly. Yeah, and, and give the audience something, because I don't think a father ever talks to their son this way. I mm. think maybe this is kind of setting. <laughs> The tone. This is how you. This is how you talk to that alien kid you found in a yard somewhere. Yeah, um, <laughs> not your son. <laughs> you should have like, I don't know, like, not take him. I don't know. Like Martha should have been there. Like both parents should have been there. Okay, see yeah. if you're saying that, but I think may, maybe this might be a stretch, and this just might be from what I want to think about the movie. But maybe Snyder was trying to 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 to, to showcase the difference in the two father figures that Clark has in his life whereas Jonathan is being the most realistic I am a human you are not a human you can shoot lasers out of your eye and destroy us all whereas um Jor-El is saying you know later on in time they will join you in the sun where it's like yeah you can shoot lasers out of your eyes but people still believe that you're there to help them so maybe it's kind of like there's a reason for negative Jonathan Kent to the positive Jor-El that we see later on? No, yeah, there uh, there is. There is. Um, I can see Snyder trying to pull parallels between the two father figures. Yeah, that's what I was um, trying to figure out with all, all these minutes. I was trying to, like, in my mind, yeah. think about the difference in Jonathan and Jor-El because and, and what they're teaching their their kid. Yeah, because what, what, basically what's happening is uh, Jor-El is telling Clark that he has the power and Jonathan Kent is telling Clark that he has the responsibility instead okay. of instead of just the one Uncle Ben saying both. Yeah. Now you have two father <laughs> figures, one telling you you have the power to, you know, change change the world. Yeah. And then Jonathan Kent is saying you have to realize that there's consequences in everything you do and I need you to be careful with what you choose to do in your life. Is 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 what I'm getting out of it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think ultimately this is supposed to be a conversation where Jonathan is telling Clark, "I can't make these decisions for you anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like you're you're gonna be a man soon, and you're gonna have to be. You need to know everything that you can in order to make these choices yourselves, because I can't do it for you anymore. It's going to be a Superman soon." <laughs> Right. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he said he sent you here for a reason. 
is what he says mm-hmm. when in in regard to his father that he doesn't know yeah which is kind of obvious like yeah he sent you here for a reason but for what reason well, so then, yeah if we want to well i mean that that is that's it uh, it's that thing where we know why Jarrell sent him here and it's because he the planet was going to blow up and he was trying to save his son i mean mm-hmm. it really was that simple it wasn't this this crazy thing um, I don't care like what he says at the beginning of the movie. He was just trying to save his son. Like that's that's all it is. It's it's that simple. Yeah. And and uh, but the fact is like they don't know that. And so Jonathan is like I don't know why, but I assume it's for a reason. I mean, you have these powers and everything happens for a reason, you know? He seems like a he seems like a good Christian man, you know, and so he probably just thinks he's. Jesus. I mean, you know, it's that. Yeah, it's that Jarrell is God sort of comparison again, and like I said, I mean, all of these elements I think are interesting in concept. It's just like in execution, it just makes it kind of a little all over the place to me. I mean, it's not it's not far fetched to think that a Kansas man would just be like would automatically kind of like equate that to tales from the Bible or anything, you know? Oh yeah, absolutely not. Yeah. He would, he would totally be like, he sent you here for a reason and automatically is a reason. Yeah, no, I, 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 and I agree with that, but I feel like I, my, my instinct is that if you want to tell that story where Jonathan's like, I don't know where you came from. You came from the stars and you have all these powers. It has to be your reason. I'm religious. You must be like the next Jesus and I'm your adoptive dad. And that's a lot of responsibility. And oh my God, I'm freaking out. <laughs> I think that's a really interesting story to tell. But if you tell that, you can't show Jarell and Krypton. Because if you show Jarell and Krypton, suddenly you as the audience are judging Jonathan because you're just like, no, that's not what it is. He's just trying to save his son. Like, chill out, man. I, okay, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it loses the his uh, his statements. They lose that weight to them because right easily dif- disproven by the first twenty minutes that we already saw. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, which yeah. if it, it, it's better that later on, then we see Jor El in the scout ship and he explains it then. Yes. See. Yes, that's way better. That's way better. It, you it, save all of that stuff. You just start with him landing on Earth. You save all that stuff, and then you just have like this little interlude in the middle of the movie where you show all the stuff from the beginning. But it's just like Jarrell explaining it. I to see Clark. what you're saying. Oh, I got. Okay, you. so like it just needs to be see Okay, so like if if like Michael Shannon and Azad and all those things and the Sword of Rowell and all that stuff wasn't even seen, it was kind of like. Like how Jor-El shows the liquid geo of of what Krypton's story was. If it was all just combined into that, it would definitely yeah. like um, it would show it would it would probably make both his father figures look a lot better than how they're looking right now. I was like saying, you <laughs> right. know how yeah. in um, in Transformers the first one where they like do that whole Cybertron thing oh, in the middle of the yeah, film. Yeah, that was awesome. And it, like, yeah. it like cuts down the street and it like turns into Cybertron for some reason. Yeah, and, and then yeah. they explain it. Okay, you could do that. So yeah. basically cut the first 20 minutes, move it to the middle, mm-hmm. and then explain it. But not have yeah. Jor-El be in the secret agent stealing the codex and all that stuff. 
I would say still show that. Yeah. All right. Because that's there's so much there. But there's really yeah. Not I mean, much it's there. part of the it's part of the plot of the movie. You know. Yeah. Like with... it's it's important that that's part of Clark because that's the whole reason that you know General Zod, Zod shows up. And everything. Yeah. Yeah. Zod yeah. I wouldn't I wouldn't want to lose any bit of General Zod in this film. Oh, not like at all. Can, I want you, more. Like if someone me? if someone recut the film. That's fine, but you cannot touch anything that has General Zod in it because no. I think him as a character is really important. <laughs> One of the most important characters. I feel like in this he movie, has, in my opinion, he has a very, he has a tiny arc in the film that I think is interesting. Uh, there's not much to him, like at first glance, but it, knowing General Zod, there, there, there's, it's the whole programming thing. It's the whole like, yeah. the reason that he's evil, or quote unquote evil. He's just well, doing he's, what, yeah yeah he's, he's not, evil from a certain point of view yeah exactly he's just doing what he's he's been doing what he's to programmed do. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I, you can recut the film I, and I see what you're saying and that and that makes Jonathan Kent look way better it definitely mm-hmm. does but just don't I wouldn't cut I wouldn't cut out anything I would just move it and and that would be cool I see what you're saying I got gotcha. you I'm on yeah because just like picture that picture that so you have all of this lead up. And you just you're with Clark in the confusion of not knowing who he is, why he's here, what his purpose is, and all of those things. And he's like, I don't even know if my parents loved me. And then he finally meets that Jarrell on the ship, and he's like, Why did you send me? And he's like, To save you, because we loved you. And that moment for Clark would just be like, Oh my God. Like every everything feels better now. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Like the all of this weight is off my shoulders because I wasn't sent here on a mission. Plus, you have you could have Zod being like, "Yeah, no, you were totally sent here on a mission to get the planet ready. That's why you were sent here." Damn. Before he sees the Jarrell video. Oh yeah, man, that That'd could be and he could like like you know kind of kind of. He thinks he's doing the right thing. Like brainwash him. Yeah, yeah, yeah man, that'd be great. That'd be terrible. And then he find and then he finds that video, and then that's the switch that switches him over from. I'm just like this weird alien guy to I'm Superman. Because yeah. then he could have done I'm the something. protector kind of deal. I'm yeah. a protector. Because yeah. then he yeah. could he could have done something that he thought was right, but he was it was actually a crime, and then that could even further Batman's motives, and being like, "Yo, you did that," and then he was like, no, I, "I just thought I was doing the right thing, but I was listening to General Zod." Could be one of those things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn. Yeah. No, that's crazy. <laughs> you don't even have to change much and you can like make this movie like yeah way better i don't think you just he... got to re-edit a few things yeah i think you just just move that and we should like let someone just watch it with that intro mm-hmm. just moved and see what they think mm-hmm. yeah i mean i've talked to a lot of people where they say that like they completely skipped the first 20 minutes of this what? movie but, yeah i'm just telling you like i love the krypton parts just because it's it's something that is new and we haven't seen before, but there's people that just like they don't care for it. Again, I think they're trying to go back to this notion that Superman is is you know the the whole the whole uh, Donner Superman with uh, you know everything's all bright and shiny at the end of the day. Let's punch some people and save the day. But like that, I I I think you need all of that stuff in the beginning. Again, if it was put somewhere in the middle, like how he was having the conversation with Jor-El, it would definitely help this story. Mm-hmm. 
it would make it a little more emotional than I think that the movie is. Because I, f- I feel like one of the criti- biggest criticisms of this movie is it's a little st- sterile. It's like a little cold and distant. It's a little stiff. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel like moving, just shifting those things around would add to the emotion of the movie that I feel like Snyder and Goyer were trying to get at and just missed the mark by like misordering these things. Yeah, could be. I was always, yeah. uh, this is later on in the movie, but like after he has the conversation, after uh, Clark has a conversation with Jor-El on the ship and he, you know, puts the suit on and then he goes outside of the ship and he learns to fly and there's that whole like weary, crazy inspirational mm-hmm. moment that uh, like it seemed like it was way too easy for Clark to accept that he found a piece of like his home and like his, his soul. Like if it was, I feel like he should be questioning that whole point a lot more. Like maybe there's somewhere in him that he feels like, yeah, this is an alien ship. Yeah. This must be where, where my people are from. But then again, what if he was again, questioning that whole, that whole thought? Like if Zod came and said, Hey, you were to prepare the earth for our, uh, you know, terraforming and, and new Krypton and all that stuff. Again, it would make the scene of Clark um, leaving the ship and learning how to fly and all this stuff with the suit. It would make it a bigger impact. That that scene always sat weird with me, and I'm mm-hmm. sure I can talk a lot more later on. In, well, in, in yeah, because then, with that. but like again, there's also questions of even why Karazorel was on that ship. Yeah, yeah. It's just like he he. It seemed like he accepted the fact that. Yep, the ship is from my home. Yep, yep, yep. It's it's like it seemed too easy, and if it yeah. was broken up a little bit differently, it's he could be more reluctant about it. He he, not saying like, uh, you it know, could have even been a thing that Zod knew about but was hiding from him. Yeah, yeah, and it could cause distrust and and a conflict between trust and distrust between uh, a, someone of the same species versus you know this this yeah. Jonathan Kent, who technically is an alien in my eyes, you know. Oh, and then suddenly, instead of two father figures, he has three. Holy because shit. Because Zod, Zod <laughs> becomes a father figure at that point. It's like a weird oh, yeah. uncle. Yeah. 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 And it's like, oh, man. And and he betrays him, and it's a, oh, man. Okay, anyway. This is good. This is good. We need to start writing this. <laughs> we'll great. make it, and we'll send it to him. Damn. General Zod is a crazy anti-father figure yeah Yeah. blowing my mind yeah that's good especially and it would make that end scene of him saying like you know that whole i have no people i have no purpose it would hurt everybody a lot more knowing that like yeah you're right his whole purpose was to continue the population of this entire planet and then there's this one guy who was you know uh, mistakenly raised in kansas just completely ruin that oh that would just bring everybody down like oh yeah it completely oh man it would make you feel a lot more emotional towards the kryptonians than just kind of writing them off and just saying oh yeah superman's the only one mm-hmm. i think general zod tries to do that though doesn't he doesn't he try to like persuade him oh yeah well i mean like he I don't know if it's more of a persuading as more of a, uh, hey, this is what I'm going to do. It's because this is what we're supposed to do. This is why this scout ship is here. 
Yeah. I, I thought he, he's definitely trying to bring Clark to his side, but Clark at that point has already known Jarrell and he knows Yeah, Zod's he already that. knows yeah. both fathers. Like, yeah. Right. So so like Zod doesn't become that third father figure that I think would make the movie work a little bit better. Because then there's that betrayal. So then yeah. that fight at the end feels like a betrayal. Like yeah. I thought of you like a father. I looked up to you. Yeah. You know, you you showed me like how to use my powers right and all these things and now you're trying to kill my adoptive planet and like y- you lied to me about my father, about my purpose, and that fight suddenly means so much more. Huh. That's good, man. That's really good. And that, doesn't that <laughs> happen in I'm I'm just going off on a tangent here, but like doesn't Lion King do that? Isn't Scar try to like get Simba to like I thought he has like a powwow with him. Where he like tries to tell him about ruling the kingdom, kind of sort of thing. Yeah, um, I thought he did something yeah. like that. It's more seen in Hamlet than it is seen in Lion King. Lion yeah, King's more of a yeah, kids yeah. show, but it's Hamlet, the same, yeah, same story. Hamlet has it has it a lot more uh, prevalent than than that does. But yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. No, that that could have definitely worked. That would added uh, that would have added another another layer. Uh, you know. Mm-hmm some more depth to that that fight <laughs> unless they were just mm-hmm. like whoa there's too many father figures in this movie we need to back it down well i mean you know he loses one so there's that and balances he out. lost <laughs> bo- well he, he lost both well yeah but the other one kind of comes back as like a computer dude so he's still kind of <laughs> computer around dude. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good damn i need someone to write out this fanfic and I will read it. Uh, I'll get to work. <laughs> uh, that's I think, all. I think. I think. I think that's all I got. Yeah, yeah that's, that's all I got too. Nate. No, that's good. That's just good? enlightenment. That's a good. That's yeah. A, yeah. Alrighty, guys, we're gonna go ahead and wrap up this minute. If you love what you hear, don't forget to rate, subscribe, do all that jazz. You can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute. And don't forget to check out Scott's podcast, the Back to the Future Minute. And was there anything else you, you have in the works right now? Yeah, we, we actually, I think just this week we premiered, uh, I premiered my new Minute podcast, Spider-Man Minute, which I'm doing with my friend Zach Luna, who's like a kind of a professional Spider-Man cosplayer. Um, and uh, we love Spider-Man. He's our favorite superhero. So we're going to do uh, Spider-Man Minute, starting with Sam Raimi, Spider-Man, and continuing forever question mark all right so, oh yeah. yeah i'm, 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 gonna I'm, get into I'm that. excited to check that yeah out. cool Alrighty, guys we'll got we'll check you next week here on dc cinematic minute